you're listening to Home in Him, bringing home the joy of the gospel and helping people live as new creations. Thank you for joining us. I'm Eric here with my vivacious wife, Leslie. Nice. Good word. You like that one. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone, and we are glad you're here. We're excited about the topic that we're bringing you today. It's probably one of our favorites. Definitely my favorite. And uh, and it's also uh, really the foundation of our ministry. And those of you that are familiar with our ministry know that it's embedded in every message we share. <laughs> yes. And it is this, this simple principle called the indicative imperative. Yes. Now, hang on before you start to panic or decide to turn off this podcast or skip to music, we are going to give you a simple, easy understanding of this principle. So just stay with us. Okay, so to begin explaining this, we're going to step back to our family devotions this morning, which providentially um, were in Ephesians. And uh, we've been studying Ephesians, and today we were looking at Ephesians 6.1 which you're probably very familiar with. It's the (laughs) passage that we all as parents love to quote to our children and help them to memorize. Yes. You know, children, obey your parents and the Lord for it is right. Honor your father and mother for this is the first commandment with a promise. And so we we love to encourage our children with that verse Mm. and particularly when they kind of mess up, we tend to (laughs) quote it to them uh, as a reminder. Yes. So we've, um, as a family, you know, we were discussing what really is the difference between obedience and honor. I mean, they're both in this this verse. And it was actually, it's a very good discussion. I was really, really pleased with, with the kids in this. Um, sorry you weren't there to hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a good discussion. Yes, 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 it was. So you know, we were able to come down to see that obedience is simply doing what we're told, whereas honoring is doing what we're told because we want to, or as we would say that we would do what we're supposed to do with a good heart. So um, we've all, especially as parents, seen obedience without a good heart. And uh, we've all been, we're familiar with telling the children, take out the trash, you know, do your homework, do the dishes, and that is sometimes responded to with the deep sigh. Maybe mm-hmm. it's some heavy footsteps mm-hmm. as they trudge through the house to pick up the trash, you know, leaving Q-tips and wads of tissue in their wake. Exactly. <laughs> it's not that we've ever experienced that, of course. No, not no. here. <laughs> not. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that is where the real challenge comes in. How... Do we do it with a good heart? This is not just for children. This is all of us. How do we help our kids to obey with a good heart? And how do we, you know, just as Christians, do what we know we're supposed to do with a good attitude? And this is really where the indicative imperative principle shines bright. Simply stated, the indicative is what God has done for us. And that leads to all that we have in him, being adopted, being forgiven, all of these great gifts and blessings we have through through Jesus, from God. The imperative is how we are to live out of that reality. So the how and why we obey God 
uh, makes a huge difference to the outcome of truly bringing God glory. We know that we're supposed to bring him glory, but how do we really do that? And in scripture, it was, you know, that just naked, uh, willpower, motivated obedience does not really bring God glory. Mm-hmm. And so you might think, whoo, you know, this whole thing, the indicative imperative and focusing on why of obedience when a lot of times we're just happy if our kids do <laughs> what they're told to do seems a bit deep uh, for a family bo- podcast. But it really does matter, and I think this is critical. It does matter if we want to captivate our children with the joy of the gospel. Yes, exactly. So the indicative indicates or points out what God has already done and who we are in Christ as a result. The imperative is the command. The imperatives in the Bible are the verses where God tells us how he expects us to live because of our union with Christ. Said another way, the indicative is the basis and strength out of which we obey God, which is the imperative. So we do not obey God our own way and out of our own strength. Um, He always provides the basis and strength for obeying him so that he gets the glory and we get the byproduct of that, which is joy. Mm. So the gospel is designed to help us understand this. And I like the way uh, author Paul Tripp uh, has said it. He says that God provides the comfort of the gospel before he issues the call of the gospel. So let's Uh, go back to our family devotions that we were referring to just a few minutes ago. And uh, we mentioned we've been reading Ephesians. And Ephesians, of course, is a book with six chapters. What's really interesting about the book is that the first three chapters are all about the indicative. Uh, For example, in chapter one, it talks about how we have every uh, spiritual blessing in Christ. And there's a whole list of them there. Uh, just in chapter one, you know, we're forgiven, we're mm-hmm. adopted, we're holy, we're, we're blameless, um, just to name a few um, that are there. But, but these glorious truths um, change us by overwhelming us you know, with God's grace and love so that we repent of sin and, and so that our motivation for obedience, for doing the imperatives, is 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 something that glorifies and honors God. And so we see when we look at Ephesians chapter 4 and 6, okay, the second half of the book, that's where we learn about the imperatives. You know, husbands loving their wives, wives submitting to their husbands, children obeying their parents. And so it is an encouraging message that God wants us to marinate in and to fully understand about what he's done for us so that we are changed, so that our obedience comes out of a heart of real gratitude uh, mm-hmm. for him and what he's done. Yes, and throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, before God gives us a command, he tells us what he's already done so that we can obey. You look at verses like, love as you have loved, forgive as you've been forgiven. Yeah, and it's it's not just in the New Testament. I mean, you see this in the Old Testament as well. You know, one of the big examples there is, you know, that God actually delivered the Israelites out of Egyptian slavery before he gave them the law at Sinai. And you see that that, that history lesson is repeated throughout the Old Testament. God reminds them I have saved you. I'm the one who delivered you out of bondage. 
So now live this this way for me. And so that is, again, an extremely freeing principle. When, when we look at ourselves, we look at our hearts, and we know that, that there's sin in our, in our hearts. We do things wrong, and we need to repent of them and change. You know, but again, how do we change? We change because, well, we have to. Or do we change because, man, God is so good. He's loved me so perfectly. I want to change. I want to obey him. Yes. So as you can tell, we're very excited about Not this. Not really. We can go on and on. <laughs> Just a little passionate. Right. This, this understanding really helps us to read the Bible with completely new eyes. Yeah. And I, I think that in many of our homes, um, we've been almost exclusively focused on the imperative, you know, doing the right things and avoiding doing the wrong things. And of course, obedience, doing the right thing is important. I mean, it is God's law. He wants us to live for him, uh, and, and that should be our joy. But by itself, again, it breeds in us and our children just a joylessness mm -hmm. that denies the gospel's power. Yes, the indicative needs rediscovery. This rediscovery compels us to obey God out of joy. We need to really just marinate in the sauce of God's love poured out to us through Jesus. People need to understand how to connect that joy with how they live for God each day. And uh, I'd like, as we move to conclusion here, I, I wanted to tell just a little story of this at work um, in our own home. I wish that this were the case all the time. <laughs> But um, it's just, it's an example that I hope encourages you and really brings this indicative imperative together. And, um, you know, we've mentioned that we have eight kids. <laughs> and when you have, and four boys, four girls, when you have that mix, there's, there's fireworks. Mm -hmm. And so uh, in this particular case, the fireworks was between two boys. And uh, they were really at each other's throat. And I called them in and uh, talked with them, and, uh, you know, the, one of the boys just was very quick to confess, you know, what he had done wrong, and, and to ask forgiveness, which was good, and then he left. The other boy was not quite ready <laughs> for that, and, you know, I thought, well, how do I, how do I really help him, you know, to, to see what he did wrong, and to be repentant, and so instead of which is what I would have probably normally done instead of saying, you know, this was wrong and this is why it's wrong. You know, I said, you know, who loves you? And I, I said, just think about that. Who loves you? And I sent him out. And so the next day on his own volition, without me even having to come back to him, uh, he came in to me and he said, you know, he goes, I wanted you to know that I went and I asked forgiveness of my brother for, for my part in the conflict. And I said, and why was that? And he said, you know, I was really just thinking about the fact that God loves me, that God's forgiven me, and that freed me and restored me in a way that I could go to my brother and I could say, you know, please forgive me for what happened. So that's a very simple story. Yeah. And, uh, and, but it, I think it really does beautifully demonstrate, you know, the indicative that one son saw how he was loved, and then that love, as he marinated in that, helped him to obey, you mm -hmm. know, to do the imperative, which was to confess his sin to his brother and ask forgiveness. Yeah. So I hope that that's an encouragement to you. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking a lot about this principle yeah. uh, in in the years to come. And uh, if if you would like to learn more about it, please, you know, get our you've got our email there on the website. 
and uh, Eric at homeandhim.org. Uh, email your questions and your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, we would be delighted to to encourage you through through that. So, until next time, you are new creations in Christ. Therefore, walk faithfully.